What's up, everyone? Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. I appreciate you listening so much. I also appreciate you subscribing. So if you've not subscribed, click that button somewhere on the app that you're listening on. And if you have like another quick second or two, leave a quick review. That really helps. I appreciate it a lot. Maybe tell me who you'd want me to talk to next. Maybe an episode that you really enjoyed. I don't know. And share me with your friends. Follow on social media at that curious Jones. It's how podcasts grow. I share a lot of other stuff. You might enjoy it. Maybe not. I don't know. My guest today is someone who I consider almost like a fourth little brother to myself. Um, he's a close family friend and he's a former guest of the podcast. We have very different views on a lot of things and very similar views on a lot of other things that he probably doesn't even realize. I always enjoy talking with him and we talk about some serious stuff and we laugh a lot because that's just what we do. Kind of thought about this a lot and this is the reason why I think I started to podcast. I've gotten to talk with a lot of other really cool people, um, people way more accomplished than uh, my friend today, but, and that's not a dig at him by any means, but certainly I've talked with people who are far more uh, accomplished than him, but it's these types of conversations that I really just like to have. And I'm glad that I get to have them on this podcast. So Hope you enjoy it too. Give it up for my guest, Kenny Konwinski. But before we enjoy this episode, do me a quick favor, head to the website, drinkaction.com. That's action spelled with a K. If you use the code word curious, you'll save 15% off your order. And if you sign up for a subscription, you'll save an additional 20% off every single month. You can get specialty roast coffee that's sourced from Guatemala and small batch roasted in Austin, Texas upon your order. And you can also get natural supplements, products like Active, which is a combination blend of turmeric and CBD. It's also got a really great black pepper extract product called Bioprene, helps with the absorption of the turmeric and CBD. It's great for anti-inflammation, aches and pains, and just overall health and well-being. I take it all the time. I'm literally doubling the doses as we speak so that I can recover from my jiu-jitsu tournament this past weekend. So... I recommend it a ton. Go to drinkaction.com, use the code word curious, grab active coffee and anything else and enjoy this episode. What were you just texting me? I saw the bubbles. What were you about to say? You're going to call me out for being late? No. <laughs> Are you uh, watching March Madness? Because Duke's on right now. I haven't watched a bit of basketball, man. I haven't. I, I don't have time for shit anymore. You're busy. Two kids, a job, podcast. You playing any of those guitars? All the time. Yeah. You, know. you do? You get to a jam a little bit? Yeah. No. Not as, these ones, not as much, but the other ones, yeah. Duke's playing right now, and if they lose, I fucking lose to Christian, and that can't happen. Everybody in my pool, I'm in a pool with Westlake. Uh, I think it's Jim Butler. I don't know the Butlers very well, but 
um, Louis and uh, Marshall and Chris Arnett, and they all picked Gonzaga, and Gonzaga lost tonight. Um, really? And Christian picked Nova, and I picked Duke. So if, if Duke wins tonight, then I probably win. It's fucking hundred bucks. It doesn't matter. So no. you're gonna be rich. Well, that's that's great because now, I mean you can step your game up and start eating at different restaurants because you can't eat at the ones that you used to eat at. Yeah. Yeah. I ordered Chinese the other night. They came though. Did they? Um, I wasn't expecting them to come cause I ordered DoorDash. Yeah. So I, um, I'm, I think I'm blacklisted from all the Chinese restaurants. around. <laughs> I haven't called. Um, I'm kind of like that. Was, that was hilarious. What happened with you guys? How many did you get Two, right? Two pizzas. I, yeah, they were both in the driveway at the same time. And I'm really? like, I didn't, I didn't obviously do this. I said, look, there's somebody else pulling in right now. And I didn't know how many people were going to be coming. I'm just like, oh shit, here, here we go. Sure. You were calling me. I was ignoring it. I was not answering those phone calls. You said Allison called the cops. I was like, no, she didn't. No, she did not. But she might've. Um, I heard what's his name is tracking my number. <laughs> <laughs> who's this well so i think wait because this is probably where i've cut in so if anybody's listening this is like the first i don't know minute or so yeah like i i don't know how long this has been going on but it's going to continue at least until one of us really gets pissed off but i I don't think where did it where did it even where did these like like what was the first prank like what not that's i guess that's a bad question because we've been fucking with each other for a long time, but like something triggered this to really go to the next level where we're, I'm at least maybe you're not, I'm devoting time to like brainstorming ideas to fuck with you and my brother. I, I do too, man. Um, I, uh, I think the first one was the, the hotel. Yeah. Has Louie told you that one? Did we, we may have even talked about it on the last time we were on here. What? So you're driving back from LA, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. We did talk about it. And he called this hotel and said, I had a bunch of charges and the, the hotel called me. Well, he called me from the hotel's number and said, I had a bunch of charges. And so I called the hotel back and I said, you guys are out of, out of your minds. And they were like, what are you talking about? And I realized right away, like it takes me a minute. And then I finally clicks. Did you do the Howie Felter snatch one the other day? No, these are the. <laughs> I got a voice message. It said, "These are the law offices of Howie Felterstatch. We're calling about the fall you had in Rite Aid." <laughs> and I was just I would have definitely played along with that because that didn't take very long for me. I, Howie Felterstatch, and I'd be like, "Yeah, I, I fell in Rite Aid. I went in there to get some cigarettes, and I slept." <laughs> because that, that's a perfect Bradford prank. Which we're going all over the place, but that's fine. Which which one of the was it CVS or Rite Aid that sold cigarettes for the longest? In Bradford, CVS. All over the place. Like, was it CVS? I just remember Bradford and CVS because Drew Caldwell would sell them to us. Or okay, yeah. So they used to sell cigarettes at a pharmacy. Yeah. How about that? They stopped, but they don't do it anymore. Um, I feel like they. I feel like they do it like some little pharmacies and shit like that, but not like big ones. Have you ever, you've never smoked a cigarette? Not a full cigarette. No, I'm sure in 35 years I've gotten drunk and taken a puff off of a cigarette maybe once or twice, but that's, I can't think of like a specific time that I have, but I don't want to 
say I'm full of shit either. Both you and Louie, never, never had the urge to smoke a cigarette. I get drunk and I get just my lungs, are, my lungs are always filled with weed smoke, so there's never any room. Are you still smoking a lot of pot? Um, I guess it depends on what you consider a lot. <laughs> Probably yeah, a true. lot, a lot by most people's standards, but I've, I've toned it down a little bit. I actually, I talked about it on a, on the last podcast. I'm, and we're not going to say any names, but <laughs> I want to hear that story. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll. So <laughs> we were, we were in Florida. You know, I was, I was with a group of friends, and um, one of them got his hands on an edible that was supposed to be like 10 milligrams of like a, a sativa and it was called a wake and sure. fuck man it, it was way more than a wake like one of one of my friends your friend, like he was like gonna jump off a balcony he was like ser- like in it it sounds funny but like he was going to jump off a balcony and we were going to send him home because it was starting to fuck the night up we're like we're here you know trying to enjoy ourselves and you're over here being like a psychopath. So we, we were going to send him home in a cab by himself in an Uber. And he's like, please don't send me by myself. I don't, I don't trust myself. And it got, it was pretty evident. Like, okay, this is not cool. And I, you know, it changed my whole perspective. I mean, sure. I'm so liberal when it comes to pot. Like I, I'm so like, I fought on and, and died on that Hill you know yeah sure that's your thing yeah i mean shit man it's been a big part of my thing for for a while and it's toned off a little bit but i'd be the first person to give somebody shit if they were like i ate an edible and it it affected me the wrong way i you know i know what you mean i get you but this changed my whole way like he he was gonna jump out of a moving vehicle like a thousand percent. And, and now it makes sense why he didn't want to go by himself in the car. Like after having a conversation the next day when things were chill and like trying to understand what was going on and knowing that it wasn't an act. Like if I would have thought that it was kind of like an act and like, yeah. he's not somebody who does those. He's not somebody who would be like playing around. He's not a fully jokey type of person. It's pretty serious. It's 35. <laughs> 16 you would feel a different way yeah yeah so i mean going through that it was it made me think how many people are gonna walk into a dispensary get something that says awake and think they're gonna go work on like some creative art project and then like find themselves perched on their third floor balcony fucking like you know freaking out and and even if it's not all but one person every once in a while like that still made me think it's fucked up now, I also don't think that it's something that should be illegal, but I don't think that people should be dishonest about like, maybe there's folks that really can't fucking handle pot. I got a couple things to say about that. The legality purposes and the fact that in the potency of weed, like Joey never believed me in California when I did not want to smoke anymore. Like I get uncomfortably high and I've been like, I've been doing it since I was young in high school. So I don't like to smoke pot that much because I do get uncomfortably high. Like I'm like, I I get scared. One time it was Christmas with your mom. Your mom came out to California and we were, it was a California Christmas, me, your little brother and and Dina. 
And I was just scared to death, dude. And uh, after that hitting that bong with Joey, um, and I gotta say, so the only time and for real, like I was, we went to straight out of Compton. I had a brownie in this apartment in California and I went to straight out of Compton. We fell asleep in the movie theater and I got home and I was like, this won't fucking go away. And I was laying down and I was like, dude, how do I get this to go away? The only way to get this to go away is to kill myself. Like I obviously was like, I've done this forever. So it, I'm not going to do it. Like I wasn't but it was in your head. Yeah. Like that shit can really rock your world if you don't know how to handle it. It's really weird that you say that because the justification behind wanting to jump off a balcony and wanting to get out of a jump out of a moving vehicle was exactly what you just said. They were like, I, I thought the only way that this would end is if I jumped out of the car and ended it. Yeah. And he's like, I'm saying this now and it sounds crazy. And I know I sound crazy, but like, I was really thinking that in my head, like that's the only way that this will stop. Yeah. Like you just want to squeeze your fucking head, like go away, please. And I, I, of course, I don't know how often your buddy or our buddy smokes pot or whatever. Um, but since I've had the experience before, I was like, all right, this is, you know, it's going to go away eventually. But um, if, if it's your first time or what, or if you've never done that before or having a long time, you're going to freak the fuck out. That's scary. Yeah. Did um, you ever try the, the buttables? From, from that, Joey's, was, you got yeah, him. He's a, a guy that we knew out in LA and he had this, it was, it was not a licensed company. He was unlicensed and they were called buttables. They looked like, like cannabis nuggets and I've they tasted, they tasted though, like, um, like all of them were different flavors of cereal. So there was like a cinnamon toast crunch flavored, yeah. but a jar was like a thousand milligrams. I mean, it, was, sure. it was ridiculous. And we would, I, I would eat more than half of a jar at once and fly home from LA when I was going back and forth. Oof. And there were several times where <laughs> I, I would tell you, I flew home on the wing of the plane outside <laughs> you know that scary man but i <laughs> it was never a bat like as crazy as that might sound like sure i knew it wasn't real but i felt like there was a couple times i swear to you i thought that i was outside of the plane like on the wing but i didn't view it as a bad thing which is funny now because like i could i could like wreck i could justify that in my head like wow this is pretty a crazy experience, but I don't know why I never really could understand that that would be a, that could be a negative thing for somebody and that not everybody would have the same type of experience that I'm having. So I like just discounted it, but if sure. it was, if it was as powerful in a different direction that it was for me, now I get why he was having these, this freak out. And it, it's why I like, after that weekend, I was like, man, maybe I need to like even chill out a little bit because that, that was like a really scary experience. And I don't think it will. I think the next time he did it, he would understand. He was like, Oh, this will go away and have a much better time. But it's, it's almost like, I, and I don't know the chemistry behind it or anything like that, but it's, it's almost like you're tripping. Like you, when you eat those edibles, it's totally different than smoking weed. 
Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Because Joe Rogan says it, I can I can hear his voice say it. Your liver processes it into a different enzyme called whatever it's. I don't remember what it's called, but it's uh, hydroxy cannabinoid something. Um, and it's uh, it's crazy. It almost feels like you're tripping. It really does feel like you're you're tripping. And the legality thoughts of it that I was gonna say is like, have you ever heard of salvia or tried it? Oh fuck, dude some of the crazy i mean i've done i've i've done some pretty strong doses of mushrooms i've done sure. some other strong psychedelics salvia by far worst thing I, ever i've never in my life had a crazier probably i don't know 3 minutes of my life worst thing ever dude i felt like everybody was like a lobster like at spongebob like coming at me um I, I ran to my dorm room. I was 19 and I was like, I like stripped and got under my bed like a psychopath. And my friends came in and they're like, all right, you ready to go to Subway? And I said, yeah, just give me a second. And they're like, you going to sleep? I was, I was just scared. Did they know that you had done it? Yeah, we all did it together. Okay, so I do you remember the house on, on Elm Street? And this means nothing to people, but there... Um, there's a house with like Andrew Piganelli and Matt. Sure. Oh, of course. Yeah. You guys tried to take me back to the first time I got drunk and I was like, no way they're going to beat the hell out of me. We went yeah. over to um, three faces head shop and we bought okay. uh, boxes of whippets and salvia. <laughs> probably like I, I probably spent my entire paycheck on like glass pipes, salvia and whippets. I sure. Mean, it was a bad couple of years now that I think about it. And you guys just like Hurst, right? Matt, Matt Hurst, or I don't remember his last name. It's just yeah, ridiculous. People are getting fired now. They're, they're exposed. Sure, yeah, we can. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's, um, we all sat in it. Like we all sat in this room and everybody like hit the salvia and like, I'm watching other people like have these freakouts, some worse than others. It's probably like the worst thing because then it gets to me and I'm already like having anxiety of like, what's the, what's going to happen. But I knew I'm like, okay, everybody's okay. And they, they all seem to like be lucid after a while and, and all right. But I'm sitting in this room and there's all these black light posters. Remember like the black felt posters that, yeah. you know, you, you could bought it three faces. I had a buddy, we had a buddy that had one of the same posters. Yeah. Yeah. And one of them was Jimi Hendrix. And it's oh, fucking man. It's like vividly burnt into my mind. I sure. hit this, I hit the salvia. And the second time I went to take a hit, it just started to like come on me and I blew out and I blew the salvia and it landed like the ash landed on my eye. And I ended up burning my eye, like the corner of my eyelid pretty bad. Yeah. Everything from the sides started to turn black, like everything. And it just like encompassed around me all around the poster of Jimi Hendrix and the black like poster of Jimi Hendrix like came alive. And then he was standing there like playing this guitar, but there was no sound. It was just like him, like in front of me, jamming, but I couldn't, but I couldn't hear anything and I couldn't understand why. And I was like freaking out about it. Yeah. Before I knew it, I was like coming to in a, in a chair, just like, why is my face burning? You know, it, it was, it it's was scaring me to talk about it. Like I, it was very I, real. That's not when I did it. I had a girlfriend at the time 
that like put her hands up. I had a girlfriend and a buddy that like put their hands up like they were on a roller coaster. And I was like, nothing like that happened to me. Mine was not fun at all. Everybody, apparently people were like talking, but I didn't think anybody was talking and they were all just kind of lobsters and it was scary. And I don't, it's, it makes me feel like I'm so much, like some people have fun trips and I have bad trip or whatever. That makes me feel like, is there something wrong with me that I had a bad trip? Like, like, is my brain wired so much differently that like, or like, am I such a negative person? Um, so I, I wonder what the difference is between a, a person, the way their brain is wired to make hallucinogenics fun or like, is it have something to do with anxiety? I, yeah, I think it has a lot more to do with even where you're at in the moment. I think sure. a lot of people put all this stock into like your life that's led up to it and who you are. And I'm sure that all plays a part into it, but I think that if you're really nervous about trying it, that's going to play a bigger role in it than anything else, because it's like, what's on your mind at the moment. And then your brain's going to just manifest a whole bunch of crazy shit because of that anxiety. But I think maybe this is really wrong, but if you go into it with this mindset of like, Hey, I'm really excited. I want to do this. I want to get something good out of this. I'd find it hard to believe that you're going to find anything bad out of it. I think it's probably going to be what you go into it, but if you're scared, it might not be as fun. Yeah. It's like, it's like midget league football, right? It's like, you got to run through the tackle, right? You, yeah. <laughs> like I was afraid, afraid to play pony football or afraid <laughs> to play football. And then once you do it, it's like, that's a blast. I, um, I had a, it, it I guess it depends on the people you're with too. I, I did it in Amsterdam the other day or two years ago. It was 2019. I, I, took some mushrooms they're legal right um have you have you gone to amsterdam i know you do a lot of traveling not um no so they have this central park pretty much um it's beautiful it's a gigantic park and um when we did it i i did this stupid thing but i don't think it's that stupid but my mom always taught me when i was a kid like you could put your problems on a tree and you come back and you pick them up later so I, we've, when I ate them, I put my problems on this tree. And then I went for, we went for a walk, me and my college buddies, um, who are a blast. They're, they're, they're fun kids. And, um, it started to hit me and we were going through this like little pathway and that pathway, like stunk like garbage. And I was like, we got to keep moving. And we would sit down and I would be like, oh, I can't do it here. We got to keep moving. Like I was really, really scared. And finally we got to a point and my buddy Tom sat next to a tree and goes, I'm posting up at this tree. And I sat down next to the other tree and I was like, okay, I guess we're sitting next to this tree. Cause you still have that consciousness that you're like, all right, I'm fucking everybody else's trip up. Like, I don't want to do that for, to everybody else. Um, so my buddy Tom is here, I'm here. And my buddy Nate's like pacing back and forth. And he goes, Hey, why aren't we together? And we go, Oh, you're right. And then we all sat together and we laughed for six straight hours. And there was like, like big, like not flamingos, but like big cranes walking around and like, we were like chasing them and stuff. It was just a fun trip. Um, and that was, that was when I realized that it, it's not so bad. Um, but it didn't change my life. Did it change your life? You ever feel like something changed your life? Like do anything like that? Yeah, I think collectively, 
I think, I think cannabis and psychedelics, <clears throat> I, I mean, I've had some pretty powerful moments where I, f- I feel different sure. out of it, even slightly, you know, and when you're talking about your life, even if you kind of just shift the course a little tiny bit, it can make a, a world of difference. But I just think cannabis for sure and other psychedelics have opened up my views exponentially. I think sure. a lot of people, they, they see and know one way and they struggle to have any ability to understand how other people could possibly justify their decisions. What if they disagree with somebody, I think that's what you see a lot of right now. I think you see a lot of people who, for whatever reason, they can't put themselves in somebody else's shoes. They can't, they can't at all understand a different opinion. It, it, it does not exist. And for me, I've been more in that direction earlier in my life. And I think it's a part of growing up in a small town, a very conservative small town. And you, you only know what you're exposed to and what your parents are maybe exposed to and your close family is exposed to. And you're just a, a collection of their thoughts and ideas and other thoughts and ideas that you make along the way. But I mean, when you're in a small little place like that and you, you don't get out of there often. That's you pretty much kind of get a lot of the same type of things thrown at you, right? Dude, and yeah, like your Facebook wall. Yeah, and and it's it's not even just what you're told, but it's how you think. It's because it, I think at the end of the day, it doesn't even matter what you think. It's how you think, and you see this very narrow way of thinking, and it's it's something that it took me a long time to figure out. And I don't think it's all because of psychedelics or cannabis or any, but I do think that's, it's, it's without a doubt changed me for, I think the better. Sure. I think, I think that's true. I, I, I mean, smoking weed, it definitely had some good benefits. I, I wish I wouldn't have done so much stupid stuff when I was in high school. Um, I wish I would have focused more on my fucking science and throughout high school and college, but I am glad that I grew up the way that I did. And I think those experiences, like we're, I'm lucky to have you guys. I'm certainly lucky to have my family, but we think obviously think differently about some things and like, but it's just all of us, me and then well, your let's brother. just, let's hold on, hold on. Let's just call it what it is. You're, you voted for the vegetable that's running the country. <laughs> I actually, right. Tell let's, you, just, let's just call it what it is. I, I didn't vote for the vegetable. You voted for the vegetable. I'm ashamed to say this, man, but I did not vote. Um, I uh, I probably would have voted for the vegetable, though. Um, and I'm just I'm I'm giving you shit, obviously. I know you are. I know you are. Um, but that's what's that's what's good about it, right? Because we're able the five of all five of us, your four brothers and me, can give each other shit, and we see each other see things so much differently. But like, not once. Maybe once when, because Joey posts this alt-right shit on his fucking Instagram every day. And I'm just like, please stop it, Joey. Like but what? Give me an, ex- give me an example. Of he, something he's just constantly posting stupid shit about like Biden tripping or like Biden saying something stupid. Like, but who hold cares? On. Hold on, though. I, I, do, do you, 
do you disagree that that he has some serious problems with his mental faculties uh i don't i honestly i'm not educated enough to disagree with you okay. or agree with you but i i can tell you that um there's a lot of people unhappy and that's never a good sign this is what i would say to this but that's always going to happen and then i right? want you to get back to what you're saying but i i was going to post this in a story and i deleted it because i was like hey i just sound like one of those douchebags but um you guys are listening tune into this show so here you go um there, there's a lot of people that when trump was president said hey you know i his rhetoric the way that he talks how he uses twitter it sets a bad example for who america is and what we're about now at a global level and at a just here in america right it's it's creating a lot of tension it's just it's a bad representation of what America is. And a lot of people felt like he doesn't represent me. He doesn't represent America. And I would be curious as to how those people feel the current president represents America. And it's a different, it's a different thing, right? He's, he's not misrepresenting us by saying things that are outlandish, which I would, I would agree. I heard a lot of things out of Trump's mouth. I'm like, I can't fucking believe he said that. That is so off the wall. I will bomb the shit out of him. I just love what he said shit like that. Right. And I I mean you can almost argue and it's just a it's a never-ending argument is dependent upon how you view the world, right? But some would say that that kind of off the wall mentality might actually have been a good thing in this day and age when you look at how the world is and that he may have been just enough of a wild card. I don't know. I'm not a, I, I don't know enough, but I do know that there's two very stark differences in how America was representative or represented one from a very strong position of strength. The other from like a very strong position of, I don't even want to say weakness. Cause I'm not trying to take a shot. I'm actually being serious in right. that. Like we've got a, a feeble old man who does have a hard time talking like he, he's, I, I mean, I'm sure clips are pulled specifically to shed light on it, but there's a lot of those clips. Just like there's a lot of the clips of Trump saying ignorant shit. Mm -hmm. And I think there's also a lot of times where Trump's very presidential. And I think there's probably times where Joe Biden's able to get through speech without stumbling. But <laughs> I, I just, I'm curious. And, and to your point, like we both see things a little bit differently. Do you, do you view that as like not a big deal? And are you proud of the way that America is being represented today? Like when you look at the president and the vice president and the, the controlling party, aside from how you viewed the last one, this one in a vacuum, can you, are you like looking at it and saying, this is good? No, um, I, I, what I am thinking is like, all right. I think we talked about this before. I don't think being a Republican um, or being a conservative is synonymous with being an asshole. But what the red party or the right party has done recently is become, have you, have you ever been to a hockey game and heard a fuck Obama chant or a fuck George Bush chant or a fuck Clinton chant. Like that is all started with this dude with Trump and his hold on. fans. Hold on. Hold on though. 
and I, I'm going to find this while you talk because yes, sure. you remember when we were at Coachella? Yeah, of course. Okay. The best weekend. Yeah, we, that was great. Yeah, we went and um, I don't know if you were with me, but we went and saw uh, what are Ray Shrumman, right? With uh, the two brothers. With, well, or what's his, Will Smith's son showed up. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Do you do you remember what went on there? There was a there was a. Oh, absolutely. I've got not. a I've got a video on my phone, and I'm gonna try to find it. I hate. Was there it. a fuck Trump chant or something? Oh, they made a whole song about it with like graphics of Trump burning in flames, and this was before he was the president. I just bring this up because like sure. you're like okay, okay, good point. That's a good point. You so, make it a good point. But I. I would agree. Like, okay, I get where you're coming from. Like the right wing assholes, but I guess it depends on what you consider an asshole because I think it's an asshole behavior. If you think that a 492nd place, man, I'm talking 492nd place, man, but look at you. 492nd place (laughs) place. (laughs) I think it's fucking asshole. Yeah, I got a guy who's ranked close to 500th in the world in swimming, but then wins the national championship as a woman. That's asshole behavior to like say that's okay. Just as much as being like transgenders can't use that bathroom. Like, I it's it's just how you look at it, and it's like it's going on on both sides. You know what I mean? Uh, I absolutely agree with you. And I, I think part of the media is, is not representing it. Like, again, like that, that Ray Shrummer song, that wouldn't be on the, that's not on CNN, right? But no. that fuck Joe Biden or let's go Brandon, that's on CNN to show everybody. Um, but I, um, to back to your point about the, the transgender dude winning the, the swimming, I, I don't think of that as being conservative or like, I don't, I don't think that's an issue that needs to be, that, that should be bipartisan. Like I, I, I be who you want to be, um, be who you want to be. And I, I believe it be who you want to be, but I don't see myself as a leftist or a liberal. And of course I, I believe in climate change. It's the data. I, I study it the, and the data is clear that climate's been changing and it's a, it's a big deal. And you, people are so far right that they're like, no, that's not real. That's, that's bullshit. The liberal media just wants to be real. And the vaccine mandates, look, by saying, by saying you, you, you support vaccines and you support vaccine mandates is a different thing. I saw that on somebody's on a conservative Twitter. And I think that's a good point, like to support the mandate and support the vaccine. Those are two different things. But a lot of uneducated conservatives or Republicans or people who identify as Republicans are like, fuck that vaccine. And it's like, what? why? I mean, you can say fuck the mandate. Sure. But like, fuck the vaccine. Fuck the science. Come on, man. Like, I, I, I get it. You're right. Yeah. But I, I think it is, it is on both sides. Right. Because sure. you have, you have people that are like, um, I'm a girl can fight a guy in a mixed mar or a guy can fight a girl in a mixed martial arts fight. As long as he says that he's a woman, like that, that is, that to me is interchangeable with, with the latter, you know, it's like, that's, that's something I, I don't, 
I, I have trouble saying it publicly, but like if I, I don't probably agree with that either. No, um, I mean, come on, dude. So listen, I mean, I, I know a couple people who have kids and two, two people that I know have kids that swim in Penn state university's program. Sure. This guy, and I'm going to say this guy that won the national championship at Penn, he has his male parts still. Sure. And at first I was kind of bummed out for the girl that took second place. I was like, man, that sucks. You work so hard and you don't get to be the national champion because this guy decides that he would rather compete as a woman and take that from her. But then I got thinking about it. I'm like, no, because I look at her and say, she's the best swimmer in the 500 as a female, but it's the girl that got left out. It's the girl that didn't actually get to go to the national championship tournament because they only take X number of swimmers. So to me, it's, it's that person, you know, maybe that person worked their whole life, 22 years or 20 years to become, you know, an opportunity to swim at the national championships. And this guy who, by the way, was the time that he swam, wouldn't have placed him in the top 400 men. That to me is wrong. And like, we are living in a society where we've always had asshole behavior and I'm with you. We need to shove that aside. But I feel like what I've been trying to be vocal about, and I've probably done a really bad job of explaining why my views are what they are, is that the way to combat the shit that we still feel like we need to make progress on is not to open up the floor and drop everything underneath us to the, you know, like that's not, you fix what's in front of you. You don't change absolutely everything and start letting men swim against girls in college. Like, like that is to me is crazy. If you've got an issue with, with something, then you solve that. And I feel, I feel like that's all we're doing. We're playing this justification game and like, well, we got to make up for all of what we felt was wrong that's happened, whether it's race or gender. And so because of it, we're accepting of all of these crazy ass ideas. And it's also partially because we're afraid that if we say, hey, that's a little bit too far, that then you're going to be po- pointed out as an outcast against the cause. And, sure. and so everybody's petrified, but it's like, hey, pump the fucking brakes, man. Like, let's just put everybody on an even playing field. We don't got to let Billy over here swim with Sarah. I mean, come on, dude. I agree. I look, so I agree with a lot of the points you made. Like the girl who got left out. That's a good point. I just like, I, I, uh, I go both ways on this kind of a little bit because like that's, you know, that second place girl got cheered. Right. And the first place got like booed the guy, the man or the woman, that transgender person got booed or not cheered on, not cheered for. And I was just like, I felt bad. That's a human being. And that really hurt. Uh, It it sucks. I mean, that's a weird thing to feel, but like, I was like, that's a human being that is getting booed for being them. And that fucking sucks. No, but I disagree with you. I disagree because they're not being booed for being them. They're being booed for the policies you're saying. I'm. I have. I have no problem that he wants to be a a woman now. If he wants to identify as a female or 
any gen. I don't care if you want to identify as a cat, a dog, a man, a woman. To me, you can do that. Doesn't bother me. Doesn't. I have no opinion on that whatsoever. Sure, a cat, a dog. I, I, it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't I, yeah. I know what you're saying. I know where you're coming we, from. We do live in a society where there's like differences, and the reason there are differences are evident in the fact that he won by, I, I, what was it, like 25 seconds? It's. Oh, dude, I have no clue. Really? It's it's laughable, and males are different than females. If a if if a male and a female are physically compared, most often. And, and probably almost every time the, I mean, it's just the natural, uh, it's what happens. We have testosterone in our bodies sure. and you can change your testosterone levels. And yes, that would make somewhat of a difference, but I mean, your bones are affected throughout your whole life. The density of your bones, the way you grow. Sure. I mean, look at the pictures. He's like six foot Fuck five monster dude. Yeah. He's huge. I mean, so for me, Nobody is booing him because he's transgendered. They're booing him because he decided that he wanted to compete against females who have always been female and who scientifically, which by the way, it's ironic that a lot of the people who are arguing on this behalf are also saying, follow the science when it comes to other things. Yeah, sure. And scientifically scientifically he's born a male with male genetics and has had the benefits of male hormones for his entire adult life to this point and he's sure. competed against male competition and so the boos are for the fact that this person is kind of cheating the system and no yeah that to me is what it is so i i do take a little bit of and say it's not that they can't be themselves and that they're being hurt because they're trying to be unique and no man they're they're cheating the same way that a baseball player is booed when they get caught corking their bat yeah or taking some taking some steroids exactly and I, and, I, and i agree with you as well it's just that's what it felt like to that person like oh you're booing me for being me look i am never gonna compete in women's sports um i don't want to change my gender so I don't know how it feels. I just know how it feels as a human being when fucking people are looking at you when, and it sucks. So that guy, excuse me, that woman, that hurts, that stinks when she gets booed. But it's like, again, that's the policy part of it. That they, should, they get booed, right? What, what would you do if, <clears throat> and I think there's this, has legitimacy by the way what would you do if there was a kid who was like a sophomore in high school and he's like call maybe a junior high school and says i'm gonna go back and play on the eighth grade football team i'm gonna go back he's he's a he's 16 17 years old in high school playing high school football and says you know what i'm gonna go back and play middle school football I'm sure. going to play in eighth grade and he's just flattening everybody run Every time he catches, touches the ball, he just stiff arms, everybody runs him over because he's bigger and he's stronger than all the eighth graders because he's matured. He's gone through puberty and he goes to the, you know, the banquet and they give him the MVP award 
and he gets all these accolades. I mean, to me, I, I think you and I would both be like, what the hell is wrong with this person? Like his feelings are hurt. Why are his feelings hurt? He knowingly is competing. And if he likes football, that's fine. He can play football. Nobody's going to keep him from doing that. I feel like the fact that it has become a political thing is the only reason why people are supporting this in a, in the manner of like, Hey, there's nothing wrong. And they're, and they're bringing in the emotions to it because the emotions to me, they go out the window when you're knowingly going against what has been a way and in a way because of genetics and a way because of science that isn't, has this has nothing to do with discrimination and that's a that's a to me a a sick and very manipulative game that people are playing to pretend that this has anything to do with him not being able to be his true self or feel how he wants to feel but it is to me the exact same thing as me saying hey i'm gonna go i'm gonna like danny almonte his birth certificate was wrong. The kid was like 15 playing in the little league world series, striking everybody out. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah of course. I exactly. Remember that. But if you would have put him in the senior league mound, he would have been throwing 75. Like it would have been nothing. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I, I was like, that's fucked up. What about all those kids that didn't get a chance to play in the little league world series? Because this 14 or 15 year old was in there throwing gas. That's wrong. It just wasn't I mean, political. That's it. And that's, that's what it stinks about this. And again, I, I don't disagree with you at all. I just feel, have we, have we heard an interview from that woman? Um, I just saw like the post swim press thing, like where they were asking an interview question. Did they get hardcore on, on her or him or uh, not? Not really just kind of surface level and they avoided sure. it. So they avoided it. It seemed like it. Yeah. And I haven't watched all of the, the interviews. It's kind of, it's just, honestly, I haven't wanted to pay it much attention because it's, it has, I think it's wrong personally. I I don't, I I don't disagree. I I wonder, and you, I don't know this. Why, where is it legalized and why is it legalized? And was this legal? It's only in the NCAA. So U S swimming does not allow it but the NCAA allows it. And was this illegal in 2019? I, I believe this is a new thing. It's, it's not always been this way. And so it's think, not a Biden thing or it is a Biden thing. Um, it's interesting. Let me. Um, so I, I don't, I don't know. And so I was wondering, that's where I'm, I'm coming in because a lot of these, a lot of people, hate Joe Biden because of these like really liberal social issues. And I'm just wondering, like, are those his policies? Um, it's, it is quite, well, interesting. I don't think that's his policy because it's an NCAA policy. Okay. Right. That's, that's what I mean. That's, that's something that the NCAA says we are going to allow. And for, I don't know what the, there's like certain regulations. I'm sure she has to get blood work done to show testosterone levels. And I've heard that argument from so many people. And I'm just like, like what part of this don't you understand? I can go drop my testosterone level to the uh, the level of a female 
it ta- it doesn't mean that all of the 35 years that I've lived as a male haven't changed the way that my, I mean, go look at a woman compared to a man. Yeah, we you build different. your body up in the past 35 years. You look, you look the, um, remember Ob- Obama wanted to change the college football playoff. So I feel like it has to go through some sort of executive or legislative branches, right? To, to do it at all or judicial, whatever, the three branches of government. Um, so I, I wonder, I, I don't, I don't know, but you want equal rights. We're taking your trophy, motherfucker. <laughs> I just feel like, I, I just feel like this is none of my business and, but maybe it would be if my daughter was in college sports. Um, and so what I think the point of the conversation was it, like to say I'm a Democrat doesn't mean I di- I agree with every single democratic, socially liberal policy. Right. Um, and being a Democrat doesn't make you a good person and being a Republican doesn't make you a bad person. And I think that's part of the, I, I don't know, the fight. Like you don't view yourself as Kenny, the Democrat, and I don't view myself as Justin, the Republican. I, I, cause to your point, I would probably tell you I disagree with just as many Republican views as I do Democrat views. We just, I feel like there's some very important things that have come up recently where I've, I guess those big decisions, I've been more aligned on the Republican or conservative side, but I'm very liberal in almost every other way, you know, like we talked about the cannabis, like I'm, I'm very liberal on dr- Like, I think cannabis should be completely recreationally legal. I think sure. almost all, quite honestly, I can't really think of a lot of drugs that I, sh- I think should be, le- should be illegal. It doesn't mean that I think that they're all good, but I'm very much somebody who believes in freedom and just allowing people to live their lives. That is contradicted by the way that the, the left, kind of i mean it's 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 completely contradictory to how that they view everything you know it's large government it's a lot of programs i'm i'm just not about that i think people should get help where they deserve help and we should try to all lift each other up but i yeah i'm not a program type person you know it's awfully difficult to identify with a party anymore um because I, you know, I don't have any money, but don't fucking touch it, right? And that's a conservative view. Um, and but if I, but the same thing is, if I go talk to my buddy Jimmy, I'm just making up a name, and he's a Democrat, he's gonna say the same thing: don't touch my fucking money. Like, so it's it's hard to identify with it with a party. I I don't I don't know the basis of being a conservative or being a Democrat. I, and I think that's, that's a failure of the education system, maybe, or is that a failure of me or because here's my thing too. I think I have a view that a lot of social policies are used as Trojan horses to, to get other things accomplished. And that's where, and that's where I have, I, I think my views are, very small government with conservative values at the core, but that we all should be very free to do what we want individually. And I think that's a a really smart way about moving things forward. I think we should all be allowed to take risks. There should be no 
restriction from us as individuals to take risks with our existence, as long as we're not hurting other people in the process. And I think that that needs to be balanced by a conservative, very steady, low risk type of government, but one that doesn't have a whole lot of things to risk because like we've gotten into this world. Like I talk to young people all the time and it's like, they think the government is this thing. I'm like, you know, like they only have money to function because they take our money. There's not like a, a, the government is, is here to serve us and it's not doing a very good job. So why would we keep adding more of them? It doesn't mean that some of the new programs that are proposed aren't good things, but it, to me, you have to manage at scale and we're getting way too in, intertwined in all of these different things. And I think we have to get back to the basics a little bit and just let people be people and let's let us all thrive and how to figure out a way that we can support each other to be the best versions of ourselves because somebody out there is a really good plumber and somebody else is a really good writer and an artist. And, you know, like, I think if we all were able to live in that type of an existence, that would be great. But I don't think you can manufacture that. And I think that's what we are keep trying to do. Some, it's a way for people to want to control things, but still like go in a different direction. We don't need somebody to control it though. Just be you. I like the Trojan horse comment. I, I've been thinking that a lot. And every time, because I've been like, all right, like with Ukraine, right? It, it's been happening for eight years. Not one, you know, you haven't heard it since 2014. Um, civilians have died every year. Uh, and I'm in my head, I'm just kind of like, where, where is this? What, what is the, um, the red tape here? Like, why are, obviously you know glory to ukraine right like this is a terrible thing that's happening i my girlfriend's family's on the border of poland right by ukraine um but what what's the red tape is there some oil is there's a pipeline that runs through ukraine right so that's why we're like oh every every four seconds there's a i haven't seen anything different on the news other than ukraine in in you know four weeks um what is what is the red tape with everything, every single thing that a, a president or a congresswoman or men says, what's the, what's the red tape? That, and I feel like Alex Kelly, Alex Jones, who's the crazy dude that comes up with the conspiracy theories. But that's, you know, Kenny, like you have to look at that, right? You have to get into the psychology of what motivates people. And, sure. you know, I, I was having a conversation with a friend. We were talking about like boring shit, like negotiating software contracts for like stuff from my, like a past life. And they were saying, you know, a lot of the companies that are like software companies, their salespeople, they will get like 10 people inter interacting and just pulling information so that they can kind of, you know, capture what's how the supply or how the client and ultimately the customer is thinking. And sure as a customer, you need to be able to understand how they're kind of trying to manipulate and work with you. And I, it got me thinking about how much it's no, di like business is no different than politics. And by the time the president's on television saying something, it's not like your grandpa just had some epiphany in the living room and is like, <laughs> like that's gone through several lawyers, like that's gone to Congress. Like th there's a lot of checks and balances sure. to make sure that it's, 
in line with the message. It's very measured. Even Trump, like as off the hook as that guy was, there was still a lot of like things that are happening in parallel. People telling him what to say and what not to say. Yeah. Giving him strict guidelines. I love the psychology behind it. And, you know, that's what I kind of do for a living. And it's just funny to think about the red tape um, behind everything. What are they trying to get out of you? And, um, you know, I, I get up in the morning and I drive to go to work and then I got to get on the turnpike and the, or the parkway, the parkway charges me money. And then I sit in a fucking hour of traffic on the parkway to get to work. It's like, I'm paying money to sit in traffic, to go to a job that I hate. So you can pay me so I can give it back to you. Um, and do you feel like COVID's changed you in that sense? Just a little bit where you're just like, dude, not willing need- to deal with that shit anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I, I, I like my job. That was stupid of me to say, I love what I do, but the, um, I just feel like we're just getting controlled consistently and it's miserable and human beings are not supposed to live this way. Like, and I don't think Europeans are like this. I don't, I don't think anybody else in the world is like this, but us. Have you seen the um, videos that Arnold Schwarzenegger has been putting out? No, what is the fucking freak been saying? So it's kind of weird, right? Um, he did it with COVID too. Like very, I don't know, when I watch it, I'm like, it's it's very obviously scripted. It's very obviously someone's telling him to say it. It's It's like he's sitting at his desk and he's, it's like, okay, I know you've got a point. Like, what are you getting at here? Sure. But it's- also one of those things where I know there's people who think that it's just like Arnold trying to like help people. And to me, I'm like, man, this is a guy who couldn't keep his dick in his pants long enough to not bang the ugly housekeeper. And now he's like involving himself in Ukraine and saying like, Ukraine, like, dude, it's, it's very, very strange. I don't even want to misrepresent what he says. Go and watch sure. the videos. There's a couple of them. And you got to wonder, oh, like, what are the Epstein type people? What do they have on Arnold? And because like, why are you going out of your way to say the things that you're saying? It, it makes no sense. You're dude, you're fucking Mr. Universe or whatever. And then you became you manipulated behind something. I got to watch these videos. I think there's a lot of people that are manipulated. And now you're making me put my tinfoil hat on. And if people have stayed on here listening long enough, yes. The more this has gone on, the, the more I do think there's some serious, there's just shit that we don't know. Like, I think we always assumed it, but there's- We gotta watch. I'll watch some videos. Yeah, it's, very, it's, very, it's very strange, man. I'm like- How about that fucking Epstein shit, dude? People just dying. Like, that. that is so scary. Have you watched documentaries about it? Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's you, just so scary. Who died the other day? Somebody get killed in the Paris prison. Yes, the the supermodel agent. Yeah, John Paul. Um, I can't think of his last name. Here's a very strange one for you. Okay. Okay. So, um, there's a a school in New York, and it's where Jeffrey Epstein was a teacher. He was a math teacher. Um, sure. Yeah, I knew that. The name of the school, I can't think of it, but the headmaster of the school was a guy by the name of 
Donald Barr. Okay. He hired Jeffrey Epstein as a math teacher and Epstein was the college dropout and had no prior teaching experience. Donald Barr was later removed as the headmaster, like three years later. Yeah. And so was Epstein removed as a math teacher. In between that time of when Epstein was hired and when they both parted from the school, Donald Barr wrote a science fiction book called Space Relations. Sure, I remember this. And Space Relations is a book about oligarchs in space who are child sex traffickers. All right. Now, if it doesn't get crazier, Fast forward like 35 years, Donald Barr's son is the attorney general of the United States, William Barr. Sure. Jeffrey Epstein gets arrested on child sex charges. Donald Barr takes control of the case. Jeffrey Epstein kills himself in prison. And Donald Barr or William Barr then removes the, uh, the, uh, district attorney or the whoever the person was in New York that was investigating it and everything disappears. Like you, you can't tell me that there's not some sort of strange connection and that William Barr is possibly not covering something up that he doesn't want people to know about. Like, why would your dad write some goofy ass fucking book about <laughs> exactly what Jeffrey Epstein's fucking going to prison for? Did you read the book? Have you ever seen the book? I want to, I, I, I don't saw, know. I saw a picture of the cover. Like I looked this all up. It's all, it's all factual. Like, I mean, maybe it's the strangest coincidence in the world. Doesn't that just rattle you? Like you never yes. know who anybody is. I, it's so fucking scary. Um, but at the same time, you're like, how fucking stupid do you think we are? Like, like don't have, we can that's put the thing. pieces together doesn't matter. All you have to do is fool enough people. I used to say you have to fool the the majority, right? You have to fool Uh 60% if that's all you need. And then it's like the 40% who think it's crap. Yeah. There's always 40% who disagree. Like that's always the case. 40% of the people hate everything. There's never unanimous consent. So it's like, how many things do people, I mean, there's people that think like, Hillary Clinton's a robot, you know, like, (laughs) so you, all you have to do is just put enough out there to get people to be like, no, he's not, he, he's, he killed himself in jail. Like, or this, it's, I mean, you, how do you explain any of it? Where did his money come from? He knew nothing about being, you talk to people who know finance that talked with him. They're like, he knew nothing about finance. He aligned himself with all of these scientists you know, you know, then uh, Bill Gates gets divorced. His wife leaves him like, oh, and all this stuff happens. It's, it's just very, very, very strange. And then it just poof disappears. You have no idea where he got his money. I don't, I don't know. Um, they say Lex Wexner gave him his money or was a part of it. And Lex Wexner is the guy that owned Victoria's Secret. Okay. And still, okay. still does. he actually gifted Epstein, his mansion in Manhattan, which used to be a, I believe it actually used to be a school, which is even creepier. I don't know. I walked by it recently. 
it's creepy. Just the aura, the feeling you get when you walk by it. It's just, it's scary. It got sold too. Who the fuck wants to buy that? Did it come with the art? Government? I don't want the paintings. You know about I think the paintings that everything. Place, right? Yeah, he's got billions of dollars with the paintings, right? Well, but so there were two in particular. Um, one was a painting of Bill Clinton in a blue dress. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll send them to you. Sure. And, that's hilarious. And the other was of George Bush sitting on the floor with uh, Jenga towers on the ground and paper airplanes in his hands. What? Yeah. And he put these out like on display publicly for people to see when they would come to his house for parties. So think about this, man. Like what kind of dirt did you have on Bill Clinton? And like, what was that painting was it's like, are you kind of taunting him? Like, Hey, you're my bitch. Like I fucking got dirt on you and I'm going to let everybody else know, like, that's how powerful I am because that's what, I mean, I, there's a lot of people that think that he was secret service of some sort or working for, you know, some yeah. sort of intelligence agency where he would blackmail scientists or people of influence so that I don't, I mean, who knows, maybe it's like the larger world power or something. I mean, it sounds crazy. Sure. If you, if you listen to this podcast, you know that I'm crazy. So who did the blue, blue, the blue dress was the Lewinsky thing, right? He came on the dress or something. Yeah. Um, who did the paintings? Do you know? Was it somebody uh, famous or was it him? Does, that's no, cool. I don't think it was him. It was Hunter Biden, probably. No, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Um, I wonder here. Uh, you got to send me those paintings. That's, that is crazy, dude. I have never, um, never heard that. Really? Yeah. About the painting thing. Um, the aura just walking by that house was, was really scary. Uh, and there's so many stupid jokes about it online. Like, I guess, I guess I'm a little insensitive to the fact that the guy was a predator. He was terrible. Um, my, I didn't tell you, I sent you, you sent me this picture of, of Louie. Uh, oh, wow. It's like a realistic painting. Yeah. And it's like pointing at you. It's not actually, he wasn't, it's not a portrait, right? I mean, dude, it's Bill Clinton. Yeah, but they put his face in the dress. It wasn't he wasn't actually. No, I, I mean, I don't think that he sat there while Epstein oh. commission. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. It, it's not like actually him. Yeah. Um, you sent me this picture of Louis one time, and and put a. Hey, some people would look happier after just losing their virginity in the picture. I showed it to my brother and he was like, Louis looks like he's one of Epstein's slaves. Like he just kind of lifts the miserable face. And the other dude's like, hey. <laughs> you gotta cut that out. But <laughs> that was the funniest shit you've ever said, dude. You would be happier after just losing your virginity. Um hey, I got another question for you. Yeah. What uh what do you think about electric cars? So this is another conservative like issue that I'm dealing with a lot for my stupid red buddies 
that I play basketball, play football or soccer with, and they're uh, constantly shitting on me for getting a getting a car, an electric car, and um, them, right? yeah, I love and they're them. like, what'd you say? I said I love. I think Teslas are super cool, dude. It's awesome. Um, and so you you know you got this climate change stuff. Uh, the car's sweet. I'm saving money on gas, so it's like you pay more money than I pay way, way more money than I did for my Jeep, but. I save so much money in gas that it's like I pay the same money for this car that I did for a 2015 Jeep Cherokee. So you are, um, I'm getting a lot of shit from it from a perspective of like, oh, you're, you're such a stupid liberal. Um, you think you're changing the world by driving this Tesla. Um, but it's like just, shut up what was wrong with like i live i grew up in bradford like i know the people that worked on oil rigs are good people i'm not against that do you do you justify buying it because of those issues to them yeah okay yeah, oh. that, i this is what i would tell you sure. i think i think teslas are cool i think sure. i think elon musk has made a badass machine and they are fast as shit and it's a completely different thing than like a regular car. Sure. I actually, I, I would love to get the SUV. What is it? The X? The expensive one's the X. The not expensive one's the Y. Is it the Y? Well, like they're the, both expensive, the cool, but. The cool doors that like flip up and stuff X. like that. Yeah. That's X. Okay. I think they're badass. I think that there are just as many things that are negative to the environment that are there from like a gas burning vehicle though. And I, and maybe, I mean, obviously not exact for like, like for like, but there's a certain issue with batteries. I mean, you have conflict minerals that are making batteries and lithium, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's a, that's a problem. Um, there's, there's also, you know, I would think byproducts when you make the car itself, you know, like, all kinds of things. So it's like veganism to me. If you want to, if you want to eat only plants, by all means, like eat only plants. But if you are going to do that because you think you're saving animals from dying and you're going to die on that hill and you're going to make everybody else a bad person and you're going to justify being a vegan and kind of be like, Hey, I'm a vegan because I'm trying to save animals and you must not like animals because sure. you're eating meat. I think that you're an asshole because animals are going to die regardless if I eat them or not. And if I eat them, it's probably going to be a lot better than if a coyote drags it down for four hours in the snow and makes it bleed to death. Like that's a disingenuous thing. So if you're like, I'm driving a Tesla because I'm trying to do my part because of global warming, I would say that's valiant, but it's disingenuous. And if you believe that, I think that your your heart's in the right place, but it's just like everything else. It's like I don't. I, I think if you were to look at it honestly, sure, you might understand why your friends are giving you shit. I tend to disagree with you. Um, first of all, I I don't justify it to them for climate change. I say it's a sweet fucking machine. Okay. It's a sweet car. Um, I'm also doing my part a little bit, and that's cool. I think 
but like they sent me a picture today about someone charging the Tesla on a, on a uh, gas generator. And they were like, look at this. Um, but I, until this might not be totally true. Um, but why are you laughing at me? That's just, that's funny. Like obviously charging on a, on a gas generator. Yeah, like I'm sure that's probably happened once. Right. But yeah. I mean, who cares if it happens? Who cares if it happens? The, the point of driving an electric car and doing things that are good for the environment is not to say, get rid of gas and put all these people out of work. What it is to say is you're, we're saving a lot of vehicle emissions, a ton of emissions. I got a paper I was, I'm looking for. Um, and uh, I, I wrote a paper last, last year about, um, about like Bitcoin mining and things like that. And that being bad for the environment. Um, but within it, I used like what I used the uh, emissions from vehicles to justify it a little bit. Cause I don't think crypto mining is all that fucking bad. I think leaving your refrigerator in uses everybody's refrigerator being plugged in all night long is double what it what the world's um, electricity footprint is for mining Bitcoin. So I'm looking in this paper right now to see what I, if I had um, the vehicle emissions, like if you take all the cars on the planet, it's absolutely ridiculous. So I, I don't think the point here is me driving an electric car is gonna save the world. Don't use gas anymore. I think me driving an electric car is doing my part. I still do stupid shit. I love to blow a cigarette. I, you know, I still drink plastic water or plastic bottles, plastic bottles, but I'm doing my part. And to call me a hypocrite for doing my part a little bit is not a conservative thing. Uh, that's not a valued thing at all. So not you, you're not calling me a hypocrite, but these guys calling me a hypocrite, do your part, asshole. Like, don't shit on me for doing something cool. It's we have we've we've gotten into such like a strange place because like I get it, but then I don't get it. Like I'm I I see what they're saying and then I don't. It's kind of like um, all the people that were against the straws are the same people that were for masks, and it's like masks probably never worked, and there's more of them on the ground now than there were ever fucking straws. It's just. That type of shit is like, I actually was thinking about those things. I'm, I'm not special. I don't think that I'm some genius, but I feel like you have to be able to look around the corner a little bit and not just have this uh, so idealistic outcome. Every It's like, we don't live in this perfect world. You know, like sure. I, I wish that the world was so perfect that, it, the decisions that we had to make were really easy. You know, I wish that we didn't have to use oil as a, a fuel if it's dirty and it creates negativity from a, a climate change perspective. But I also am realistic that we live in a world that has a lot of circumstances that we can't control. And there might be geopolitical things at play where, I mean, imagine this, and this is a, an extreme I guess an extreme example, but what if our pushback on natural gas and oil created a nuclear war and 
80% of the world's population died as a result of it. Would that be a good thing or would it be okay? Would it be a better thing in hindsight to say, maybe we should use more oil? And I'm, I'm just making this rant. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but I'm just sure. saying like, there's a hundred different reasons why what might not be good is still a better reality than what's potentially going to happen. And far too often I see people live in realities that aren't real. It's okay. like, okay, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. If everything that's happening in real time, isn't happening, you know, like, it's just, I'd love to, I'd love to not have to use a sand wedge, but I'm in the sand, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> Good thought. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't, I just, I agree with you hundred percent. I think, um, I think where I stand and why I can't identify myself as a, as a high or as totally left is that I understand as a rational human being that you just can't cut out things all the time. You have to fade it out. Um, the plastic straw thing didn't even work, right? Paper straws are just as bad. Um, what about your credit card? You know how much credit card waste goes into the oceans every year? Um, there are like the plastic there's i think there's 80 million pounds of credit card waste and i'll interrupt you but the the thought pro and it's interesting right because being a conservative also means that things move slow and so you get time to think about it before you do it and you kind of weigh it but to your point it's like this double edged sword where you can't be progressive enough and it's like you jump at the first opportunity to try to solve the problem to be like the next best thing. Sure. And it's like, you don't even check to fucking make sure you're not screwing shit up worse than when you found it because you're, you have to do it. So right now and everybody's heart's in a good place, but my son's heart's in a good place when he gets out of black Sharpie and draws over the fucking wall. And I'm like, yo, not, not what we're supposed to do with the Sharpie. I know you just wanted to draw. I know buddy. I get it. But now daddy has to repaint the living room. So like You've always made really good points and really that, good. But that's what I feel like is happening. Um, I don't sure. want, I don't want anybody to not be able to draw. Can I give you a piece of paper and a pen that's going to fucking erase? Like, can we do that please? Instead of drawing on the wall. I, I think that's a great point. Um, I don't know. I don't see the ramifications yet, but I don't think anybody does. Maybe. Eddie, we got a guy that just won the national championship in the women's 500. We oh, have, I was going straight to electric cars here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, no. But that's my point. It's all connected. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, that's a good way to bring this all back together because I, I totally agree with you, but that's my, that's why I, I do hold firm on some things that sound so stupid because I'm like, no, 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 no. This is just a wedge. This is, this is like in jujitsu. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a big deal. You've got me mounted and I stuck my arm right here. But guess what? That's my first frame. And then I'm going to get my second frame. Then I'm going to fucking get myself into a better position. I'm going to hip out and I'm going to sweep your ass and get on top and choke you. Sure, but it's like it, playing chess. It doesn't happen unless I get my frame in. And that's what I see happening. I see, you know, you know let's let Bob swim as Barb and yeah. fucking sweep the whole goddamn country by 40 seconds. And then the next thing you know, we're fucking living all under Chinese rule. I'm just, I'm just saying, bro. Like, I don't want a social credit score because it'll be very low. And 
I just can't do this. I can't. Let's let Bob swim his barb. <laughs> that was a great rant, dude. That's a really good place to end. I love talking to you. Did you just Trojan horse that we went to went to war with Russia so that we could raise gas prices so everybody has to drive electric cars and then the fucking 80% of the world dies in a nuclear war. <laughs> That's pretty good, dude. All right, it's midnight. I love you, man. Um, I got a lot of good things to talk about, so let's do this again soon. Uh, for sure. All right, get yourself a Tesla, buddy. I, um, I-